Welcome back again, third graders. We are in chapter five of Chaplet Fever, and it is called Calling Dr. Fargo. In later years, Henry couldn't remember who screamed first. All he could recall was that both he and Mrs. Kimmelfarber were yelling their heads off, and the nurse, Molly Farthing, was as cool as a cantaloupe. Calm down now, both of you, she said. Mrs. Kimmelfarber, you go and call Mrs. Green on the telephone. Tell her we're taking Henry to the city hospital. Mrs. Kimmelfarber didn't move. She just stood there with her mouth open, staring at Henry. You scoot now, insisted Nurse Farthing in a stern voice tone. Shush, off with you. And you, Henry Green, she said, as Mrs. Kimmelfarber left the room, are coming with me. Let us go quietly and calmly. She took his hand, and once again, Henry noticed that it felt good and somehow made him feel better. He kept holding her cool hand as they left the school. All the way to the hospital, as the taxi sped along, Henry held fast and calm, steady hand of Nurse Molly Farthing. In fact, it wasn't until he had been checked by two different doctors and was waiting to be examined by the hospital's chief of children's medicine, Dr. Fargo, that he dared to let go. What, 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 said Dr. Fargo as he came bounding into the examining room. He was a small, round man with a bushy white mustache and a confused look on his face. What have we here, eh, he asked. Boy, looks like he fell in a mud puddle. He leaned down so close to Henry's nose that Henry could smell his puffy breath. It smelt like peppermints. Didn't fall in a mud puddle, did you, lad? No, sir. Didn't think so, said Dr. Fargo. Too bad. Would have explained what those big brown spots are all over you. Well, then, he said, turning to Nurse Molly Farthing, tell me things. You're not going to believe this, doctor, Nurse Farthing began, as she told Dr. Fargo about the events of the morning. I'm not going to believe this, Dr. Fargo repeated when she had finished. It's impossible. No rash in the whole history of rashes ever appeared so fast or grow so big or pop out with a noise you could hear. Impossible. It happened, said Nurse Farthing. So I see. Well, we'll soon get to the bottom of this, for my name's not eh. What is my name, by the way? Dr. Fargo, I believe, said Henry. Pleased to meet you, son, said Dr. Fargo, and he shook Henry's hand. Ought to do something about those big brown spots, though. Yes, sir, said Henry, who was beginning to feel confused himself. Dr. Fargo took Henry to the examining table and switched on the big lamp. For a full five minutes, he said nothing but, and ah, as he poked and prodded Henry. He looked at every big brown spot and at all the bare spots in between the brown spots. He looked with a magnifying glass and without the magnifying glass. In Henry's eyes and ears and nose and even under his tongue, Finally, he said, I don't know how any more, I don't know any more than when I started. They looked at each other like the typical big brown spots, except, of course, in the whole history of the civilized world, there has never been a case of big brown spots before. I'm frightened, said Henry. I'm Dr. Fargo, said the doctor. That much I know. Now, what I'd like to do is get to know more about these brown spots of yours. 
He wet the tips of the cotton swab and brushed it gently against one of the big brown spots on Henry's arm. Right arm. Ouch, said Henry. Did that hurt? No. We're going to stop there. How many of you, maybe when you go to the doctor or you go talk to your mom and dad, if you get like a scratch or get hurt, even them just touching it makes you think it hurts. And that's kind of what our character Henry is going through right now. Every, everything hurts because he just doesn't know what to expect. All right, we'll continue on page 38 and 39. No, then why did you say ouch? He has said Henry. I thought it was going to hurt. I see, said Dr. Fargo, shaking his head. He put the cotton swab into the glass jar. Take this to the laboratory at once, he said to one of his assistants, and the man rushed out of the room. In a few minutes, we'll know more about those big brown spots of yours, the doctor said. Hands behind his back, he began to pace the room. Silently, he stopped his nose in the air. Who has been eating a candy bar in my office, he demanded. No one answered. Dr. Fargo's nose twitched from side to side as he sniffed the air. I smell candy, he said. Someone's been eating a candy bar. Just then the telephone rang and Dr. Fargo bounded across the room to answer it. What? What, he said? He said in the phone, are you sure? His white mustache bounced up and down as Dr. Fargo sank slowly into the chair. He put the telephone down and a look of amazement on his face. Chocolate, he said. Those big brown spots are pure chocolate. Chocolate gasped Nurse Farthing. Chocolate, exclaimed Henry Green. Chocolate echoed Dr. Fargo's two assistants. Exactly, said Dr. Fargo. A boy, it seems, is nothing more than a walking candy bar. That's going to be important later, third graders. He's comparing him to a walking candy bar. And that concludes chapter five. And I hope your guesses were right that he is right now full of chocolate and is bursting full of chocolate. We'll continue with chapter six in the next podcast. Have a great day and hope to see you soon.